All right, guys, and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast. It's an ever-changing podcast. We're going to kind of keep shaping and shifting things around. We're going to start to do what I call the run-it-back rankings, okay? Because I usually run it back for the games and talk about the teams. And then when I give you the rankings, I talk about the teams again. I'm going to merge those two things. We're going to talk about the MVP race like I wanted to talk about earlier. And we're also going to review or preview, I should say, that big game in between the Steelers and the Patriots tonight. Oh my gosh. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, especially with the P's for PJ. Let me just tell you, it was like scraping the bottom of the barrel. So, last week, what'd we do? Money line, 7-5. and five. Uh, Against the spread, 7-5. and five. And over-under, 8-3. and three. So, what can you say other than thank you, Jacksonville, for putting up Pretty much a very bad game on Monday, but we'll dive into that into the rankings, like I said. So, let's get it back to the newest segment in our show, the Run It Back Rankings. All right, number 32, we have the New England Patriots. Yes, they've fallen down that far to the bottom. Last three games, they've lost by less than seven points. They've lost it to combined 13 points, and in the last three games, they've put up a combined 13 points. The latest one was 6-0 against the Chargers. No touchdowns, no no points whatsoever. This is just a team that will probably be picking number one because I think the team that is technically one loss or one win behind them will be a little bit better by the end, and that's the number 31 to Carolina Panthers. Listen, I had them picked last week to win. Uh, They covered. They didn't win. I thought they'd have that boost from getting rid of their coach. They definitely had a boost, but not enough of a boost to win. Here's the bottom line. Do I think the Panthers will win another game this year? Yes, I think the Panthers will win one more game this year, but I don't think any more, so that will probably put them picking number two overall. Okay, number 30, the New York Giants. They were idle. They've got a big game against the Packers on Monday Night Football, the new resurgent Packers, so we'll see what happens there. Okay, number... 27, or I'm sorry, number 29, pardon me, the Washington Commanders, they got blown out 45-15 by the, by the Miami Dolphins. I don't really have much to say. Not very much offensive output from a team that has a lot of offensive weapons. Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if he's going to be a good coach. We'll have to see. I'm kind of shocked that they're not giving him a chance to be the head coach right now, but that's beyond me. So Commanders, number 29. Number 28 on this list. The Chicago Bears were idle last week. They got Detroit coming in for a big NFC North matchup. think the Bears can win in the elements against the Detroit Lions, but we'll go over that tomorrow in the P's with PJ. Okay, number 27, I've got the Arizona Cardinals. Big game against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. That's awesome, 24-10. Do they stick with Kyler Murray? I'm starting to lean towards more towards yes. Because you gave him all that money. Who's going to trade for him? And the main thing that I think Kyler needs is weapons. You're going to be picking high. Get one of the top weapons. Maybe you end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Kyler Murray throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a big time thing. I think they need some more uh, 
pieces on the running game as well. I think James Conner's okay. I don't know if he's elite. And I think there's going to be some running backs out there to get too. So needless to say, Arizona Cardinals at number 27. Number 26, they are on a free fall, and that's the New York Jets. I don't know what's going on. This defense is being wasted. They held the Atlanta Falcons to 194 yards of total offense. And they can't buy a touchdown on offense. They really can't. They, they can't. Zach Wilson was pegged to start again. Then he's having, you know, anxiety slash hesitation about starting. But there's all sorts of reports. And then he's starting. And there's no, no, there's never been an issue. And Aaron Rodgers is all passionate about it. And I'll be honest with you folks right there. When Aaron Rodgers is so passionate the other way about this report, that says to me that there's some truth behind it. So needless to say, New York Jets, number 26 overall, dumpster fire, free fall. Number 25, another team that I kind of feel is in a free fall, and it kind of stinks because I thought they had so much potential this year. That's the New Orleans Saints, guys. Um, I, I hate to say it, but it might be time to reboot this team and get a new direction. Um, I think they've been trying to do it with the pieces that Sean Payton had, and that's about either pieces of the coaching staff or pieces of the offense, of scheme, players, all of that. They've got some talent on that team, and they just can't get it all together. So I think it might be time for a new direction in New Orleans. Number 24, the Tennessee Titans. Man, the good close game against the, uh, against the surprisingly good Indianapolis Colts. But the main thing is the Titans season, we kind of, I kind of, we, we all know it's pretty much over. Um, where they go from here is kind of interesting. Like I said, I definitely think that Derrick Henry's last year here, but we'll have to see. I think it's going to, you're going to see the new face of this team be Will Levis, and I think that's completely fine. Okay, number 23, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat the, Bay, the Panthers. Big wow for you guys. I, I don't know what else to really say other than you but you barely beat the Panthers. I think we're going to be looking at a lot of changes on the Buccaneers. I think you're going to look at a new coach. I think you're going to be looking at a new quarterback. I think you're going to be looking at new wide receiving core. It's just, I think Evans is going to walk. I think Godwin stays. There's just a lot of pieces that are going to be overturned in Tampa Bay after this season. All right, number 22, the Las Vegas Raiders. They were idle and they've got up next the Vikings at home. So we'll have to see what they do with that. Number 21, and I, I hate to say it, but I know they just signed a quarterback, but I think it's over. Cleveland Browns, bad loss to uh, the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. Now, that's the one thing. When Cleveland plays away from Cleveland, they are like a totally t- different team, which is very confounding to me. But we'll have to see. Um, the main thing is Joe Flacco's back. He did add a little life to this offense. I don't know if it's a little too little too late, but we'll have to see how the rest of the season put plays out that awesome defense i'm not seeing it as of the last couple weeks so we'll just have to see what happens number 20 surprising team that i was sticking the fork in last week big time and that's the cincinnati Bengals. i mean great win against the jacksonville jaguars i thought the jacksonville jaguars were on the way up they look like they might be moving on the way down browning 354 yards passing hey i don't know I'm not going to say the Bengals are going to make the playoffs, but they are going to be not an easy out to beat if they continue playing like they did on Monday, defensively and offensively. All right, number 19, we got the Chargers. The Chargers beat the Chargers. And the perfect way to describe that is the score that they beat the bad, bad New England Patriots team 6-0. to 
You can't even get a touchdown against the New England Patriots. And I, I know the Patriots defense is pretty decent. Sorry, I'm not, you know, sorry, Patriot Nation. Slow down. But come on, Chargers. Really? You can't even get a touchdown? 6 nothing. Hey, you won and you covered. Whatever you say. But Chargers be the Chargers and win 6 nothing. We'll have to see what's going on with them as the season progresses. But I think that coaching staff is going to get jettisoned quick. All right, number 18. I got the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know what else to say about these Falcons. I guess they're going to win the NFC South. They won. They beat the Jets 13-8. to They couldn't really put any offensive uh, points up, much like I thought. I thought they, you know, I picked the Jets last week to win. I really thought that this was a perfect game for the Jets to, to stumble into a victory, especially against a Falcons team that can't figure out their offensive identity, even if you give them a blueprint. So, needless to say, Falcons are number 18, but not by much. Okay, number 17, Seattle Seahawks. Good effort. Great offensive output against Dallas. Not enough to hold on to win. Dallas's D finally did make a couple plays at the end, but great effort. Is it enough to get Seattle into the playoffs? I don't know. We'll have to see. And we'll go over playoff kind of predictions and uh, stuff tomorrow for you guys. Okay, next up. Number 16, Los Angeles Rams. Definitely looking better. Got the running game going. Got the passing game going. 36-19 win over the Cleveland Browns. Are they in a playoff team as well? Well, they did beat Seattle twice, so technically they're above Seattle. We'll have to see. Okay, number 15, the Minnesota Vikings. Once again, they were idle. Now, that hot Vikings team that they were a couple weeks ago... After that Bears loss and nobody really thinking about them, is kind of falling down in my opinion. You got the hot Packers, you got the Lions playing good. Do the Vikings have enough to make a playoff run? I don't know. We'll have to see. But a big help coming back for him, though, I think is going to be Justin Jefferson, and I think he gets back this week. Number 14, Denver Broncos. Tough loss. Came down to the last play against the Texans. My main thing is with the Denver Broncos. They're putting together a Sean Payton-run team. And they're all starting to kind of believe in what Sean Payton is doing. As well as all the coaching staff is doing, I should say. Because Vance Joseph is having a big-time resurgence season in that uh, in that town right now. So, what do Broncos need? I think they need some more pieces. Is Russell Wilson the long-term answer quarterback? I don't know. And I don't technically think so. Will he be the quarterback next year? Yes. Can I see the Broncos drafting a quarterback and to sit behind Wilson and be ready to go? Yes, I can. So, needless to say, Broncos at number 14. Number 13, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what happened there, guys. It's Arizona Cardinals at your own house. So, it's not it's not shocking here that the Cardinals are going to come in and play good. Cardinals are playing good all year. So, they just look like they were not ready for that game. Pickett's out. Trubisky's in. Trubisky has led teams to the playoffs before, guys. So you're not going to be necessarily out of it with Trubisky. It's just, can he come alive in the right moments for you? You got a good enough defense. Let's see what happens. Number 12, the resurgent Indianapolis Colts. Playing way better than I thought they would be doing this year. A lot of that has to do with Minshew. A lot of it has to do with Shane Steichen and going with the scheme that they have. Not kind of crazy about the running game the last game, but hey, 
they made incredible plays, blocking punts, doing it, all three phases of the game. That's how you win football games. All right, number 11, Jacksonville Jaguars. Bad game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday. Bad game. Um, Trevor Surt with a high ankle sprain. And this team's just really confusing to me, guys. I don't know what they were doing. I, I don't know who they are. How about that? You lose really bad to San Francisco, and I was like, okay, well, San Francisco, you know, I can kind of get it. And then you go and win the next two games pretty handedly, and you're like, okay, you know what? It was just San Francisco. You know, San Francisco wanted it more and just figured out Jacksonville. And then there was a couple times on Monday that I was like, okay, Jacksonville, you're in the driver's seat. Go down and score. And they just couldn't put it together. And now with Trevor Lawrence being hurt, I don't know, guys. I just think I think this team might be... Starting to spiral out of control, and if they spiral too far out of control, be careful. Indianapolis is breathing down your neck along with the number 10 team, Houston Texans. Very big shocking team here. Good win against the Broncos, but let's be honest, the Broncos are on a five-game winning streak. They had to end it sometime, but they are playing good. Are they enough for a playoff team? Ooh, man, that's going to be crazy, but you could start uh, polishing off and engraving that D'Amico Ryan... uh, name into the coach of the year uh, trophy as as we speak number nine bills idle but not an easy game coming on up they go to kansas city against a pissed off kansas city team that just lost in green bay it's not going to be easy but bills you have your path to the playoffs you just don't have an easy one okay number eight let's talk about them the green bay packers holy cow huge win against the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning champion in Green Bay. Love looks completely settled in, throwing it all over the field. This team is ready to make a playoff push, and I hate to say it, someone picked him to be in the playoffs at the beginning of the season, and he's looking pretty right so far, uh, a.k.a. that's me, guys. Okay, number seven, the Detroit Lions. Good win, but you're up 21 nothing in the first quarter, and then you only win 33-28. You let them come all the way back. You're up three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. How do you let off the gas that much? There's just something to worry about with this Detroit team. Yes, they can score, but I don't know if they can hold the lead, especially against these good teams in NFC. Listen, they still got to play the Packers, I think, maybe one more time. Maybe they don't. But needless to say, they got to play the Bears this week. I don't know if Detroit's going to beat the Bears this week, and that's nothing about a Bears fan. I'm just saying I don't trust Detroit. I don't trust Detroit. They're at number seven. They could also fall down this list pretty quick. Okay, number six, Miami Dolphins. Another dominant performance against a bad team, but that's what you're supposed to do. Great win. Keep it up. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have something that I want to say to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they won't do it, but I think it would be smart. I think they got to start having the game run through Pacheco more. He is running angry. He is running awesome. He is doing his thing. I think you might. I I know the game runs through Mahomes, and you can't. I can't blame you. He's the best quarterback probably in the history of football, maybe right now. But I think you got to keep your running game going even more. You gave it to him eighteen times. I think you got to give it to him over twenty. Start getting him going. I just don't. I can't trust the Kansas City receivers. They know who you're going to throw to. They're going to cover Travis Kelsey. I can't trust Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, Sky Moore, all these other guys. I like Rasheed Rice, but he's too young in this game to make it happen. 
start to get the play action going more, start to run the ball more. I think that's what Kansas City's map to win and keep going in these uh in this playoff run they are making. Okay, number four, Baltimore Ravens. Idle. They got the Rams at home. I get I really want to kind of see how the Rams play in Baltimore. But I think Baltimore wins that game pretty handily. Okay, number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my gosh, but PJ, they were just number one. I know. And they got beat badly at home, 42 to 19. Listen, the Philadelphia Eagles have been living dangerously for the last couple weeks. They've been coming back. They've been letting, you know, fourth quarter magic. It had to run out sometime. We knew it. I did told you they're not going to go 16 and 1. And here's the other thing that I'm going to tell you too, guys, right now. They're probably going to have a losing streak of two games because I think they're going to lose this week in Dallas. Dallas wants it more. Philly looks banged up. And Dallas, being my number two team overall, yes, Dallas number two overall, has something to prove. They need Dallas needs to win the NFC East to host some playoff games because Dallas does not do well on the road. And if you don't win the NFC East, you're probably fifth, your fifth seed. Then you got to go start traveling all over the place. You don't want to do that, Dallas. You got to beat Philly this week. I think you can. And then you kind of control your destiny. Number one team, big statement game. You know who it is, San Francisco 49ers, guys. If they can do this, if they can stay healthy, it's a big if. They are going to run into these playoffs and I think run away with it. That's I know that's been my thought the whole time. I've been a San Francisco 49er banging the drum, banging the bandwagon the whole season. But and I do agree with one thing that Dan Patrick said. This team runs through Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey is great. Brock Purdy is good. Ayuk's good. Kittle's good. When Debo's in this game, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and you saw what he can do. Because he, he went and showed the Eagles. Hey, Hassan Reddick, you asked for it. Well, they came in and proved it. All right, guys. Let's move on to the MVP race. I told you guys I kind of like some of the things out there. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on on the... We'll, we'll go over the top, I don't know, 10 spots here. All right. So for the first spot, the one with the the best, I guess, the best odds or the the lowest odds is plus 300. That's Brock Purdy. Can I see Brock Purdy winning it? Yes. Do I think Brock Purdy will win it? No. I think there's going to be better offensive teams out there. Uh, Yes, Brock Purdy will have some of the stats. I can't disagree with it. I can't see Brock Purdy at the end winning this MVP race. Number two on the list. Well, tied for second. There's There's two quarterbacks. I like either one of these, but I like one a little bit more than the other. Jalen Hurts plus three fifty and Dalek Dak Dalek Dak Prescott sorry 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 Dak um, plus three fifty as well. Can I see Jalen Hurts winning it? Yes. Do I think Jalen Hurts will win it? No. I don't think he's got all of the stats at the end of the day that some of these other guys do. Now on the reverse side, can I see Dak Prescott winning it? Listen, if the Cowboys march their way into the playoffs. And get the number one, number two seed, let's say. And Dak Prescott continues his role of stats. I can totally see Dak Prescott winning this award. Totally see it. Do I like the plus 350 odds? I don't know. 
I I hate to say this because I think they're only going to go down if he beats the Eagles this week. So you might have to take it now. But Dak Prescott, yes, I can see him winning it. All right, next up, two people tied for, I guess, fourth. And that's Tua and Patrick Mahomes at plus 850. This is tough. I don't think Mahomes has got enough uh, offensive firepower to, uh, to be in this race this year. I hate to say it. I, how can you say that about the, about the best quarterback ever to play? He just doesn't have it this year. Tua, does he have it? Yes. I think the stats are there. I just, I, I hate to say it. I like somebody else on his team to win the MVP over him. Okay. Lamar is the next up. He's at plus 900. Do I see Lamar winning it? Ah, man, he's got some of the stats. If Baltimore can go out there and crush these next couple games and they don't win, lose another game, yes, I could see Lamar winning it. So let's get to the one that I find most intriguing. And that's Tyreek Hill at plus 1,600. He's tied with Christian McCaffrey, by the way, at plus 1,600. But I'm going to highlight Tyreek Hill and I want to explain my reasoning why right now. Tyreek Hill is on his way to set the single season receiving record. And I know this MVP is, you could basically call it a quarterback award. You really could. Uh, very few times it's nobody non, non-quarterback win. But this is my case for Tyreek Hill. He is the biggest factor on the Miami Dolphins. You know it's going to him. You know he's, they're going to throw it to him. And he's still catching it. You know they're going to target him. And he's still catching it. You know that he's going to try to run by you, and he runs by you. You know they're going to try to look for him in the red zone, and he's going to catch it. He is the most valuable player on the Miami Dolphins. And if they continue winning and be, let's say, the number one, number two seed. Let's say they get the number one seed. And Tyree Kill sets a single season receiving record. Yes, Tua's stats are going to be good. But Tyreek's stats overall will be the most valuable stats. Overall, if they go and win the number one seed and Tyreek Hill sets a receiving record, Tyreek Hill is your MVP. So breaking down the MVP race, if I'm going to do it today, I'm going to put some money at plus 1600 for Tyreek Hill to win the MVP. I think you get it now at plus 1600. I know it's a long shot still. I could totally see a quarterback winning this over Tyreek. I get it. But if you want to play with some, you know, some big odds, I think the best thing you could do is put some money on Tyree Kill as an MVP because it's only going to go lower from here. I think after this week, it might be plus a thousand. Then after the next week, it might be plus 800, especially if he keeps ripping up the stats, which he's been doing. And I can see him continuing to do it. He's got his mind set. On breaking this receiving record. He's going to blow it out of the water. The rate he's going right now. And do you think the Dolphins are going to stop. Doing what they're doing with him? No. They're going to. They're trying to make him win the MVP. So there's my prediction for the MVP race. I think Tyreek Hill is the best long shot. That you're going to have. And has a true chance of winning it. Can I see Dak Prescott winning it? Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy? Absolutely. Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. But I think bang for your buck, sprinkle a little bit on Tyreek Hill to win the MVP. Because if this season ends up the way it looks like it's going to end up, I think you can't, I don't think you can take it away from Tyreek Hill. I really don't. 
So there's my little prediction for the MVP race for one of the starts of the Peas with PJ. So let's go over this game. New England versus Pittsburgh. My my goodness, is Iowa playing in this game? The over-under is 30. Um, Maybe they thought it was Iowa instead of Pittsburgh. Needless to say. Come on, guys. I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus 6, and I'm taking the under of 30. This game's probably going to be a 17-3 game or a 14-3 game or a 10-3 game. It's going to continue. New England's got a decent defense. Um, Pittsburgh's got a decent defense. I can't see the offense putting up anything, but I can see the Pittsburgh offense putting up a little bit more. That New England offense is a dumpster fire. Now, uh, Stevenson's out. You've got Ezekiel Elliott. Now, one of my props that I like is I like Elliott over 16.5 rushing yards. It's minus 115. Take that all day because that's their only weapon that they got. I think they're just going to try to wear down that Pittsburgh defense as best they can. So take him over 60.5 rushing yards. A couple of the other ones I like. Here's the problem that I have. They um, Najee Harris hasn't been practicing. So they don't know if he's a go. So you can't put any rushing things together for Pittsburgh right now because there's no lines for it because they don't know who's starting. They don't know if Harris is playing. Here's my recommendation. Wait till a little bit, find out what running back's going, and take whatever over on Harris you can if he's in. If not, take the over on Warren because they will rush the ball, and that's what they're going to try to do. So that's my little recommendation there. I have no stats on that. Sorry, I can't give it to you. Trubisky, over... 0.5 touchdowns passing minus 215 I do like that one I'm kind of confounded because I can't put that in the same game parlay kind of annoying I do like that one but minus 215 isn't great okay two other things that I like I like to Jalen Warren anytime touchdown plus 165 and I like George Pickens over 39 and a half receiving yards and Pat Fryermuth over 27 and a half receiving yards both of those are minus 115 I parlayed those two together for plus 244, the last two. That's about all I can see for the props on this one, guys. That's your picks, props, and parlays for the Thursday night game. Now, stay tuned, guys. Tomorrow, we're going to go and give you all the peas with PJ. Pick all the rest of the games up through Sunday night football with that big matchup between Dallas and Philly. And I'm also going to go over tomorrow... All the current playoff scenarios and which teams I think are the true playoff contenders and which ones I think are just going to fade right out of existence. So once again, guys, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Jengi. But I am out.